Okay, let's start off our discussion of this year's Parshas Tetzaveh, also in Yoni Purim, Tavshin Ayin Gimel. Uh, again, the first couple of thoughts will be Tetzaveh related, then we'll have something related to Dalat Parshios, and then, as Hashem, we'll end off with one or two thoughts related to Purim, Haba Aleinu Litova. Okay, we'll start off, though, with a thought about the Mishkan, which this Parsha continues to talk about, and this thought, really, after I learned it, really gives us a totally new perspective on how to look at the entire story and description of the Mishkan and all the details as we discussed already uh, last week based on a number of sources. Says Rabbi Steinsatz in source number one, Olam. So his first point, as we mentioned last week, is there are a lot of details, many, many details. As we continue, last week was the building, and this week, the first half of the parsha are all the, clo- all the clothing. The eight begadim of the Kohen Gadol, the four begadim of the Kohen Hediot, very minutia. <laughs> yes, we have some major psukim as well. But ve'ele begadim asher yasu, choshen ve'eifon me'il, ketonas tashbeitz, v'sevaz v'avneit, v'yosubik v'kodosh l'aron achicha, very long rashis going into all the specific details of the, of the begadim. Why so many? We have to know how every hook and every clasp and board fit into the socket and how tall and what type of thread was used times six and you, you, know, you double it and you triple it. So many details. What is the message of every screw and bolt and board? Furthermore, after we have all this discussion, what do we have? We have the Miluin. And the Miluin seems to be in the words of Rabbi Stein's office, as we'll read his words soon, okay, you, you put everything into place. You build it, and they do some uh, the avoda at the beginning, special avoda, which will set the tone for the for the rest of the of history. Does not seem so exciting. So what Rabbi Stein's office does for us is that he makes it very exciting, and he makes it a build up to a pinnacle to a point. That until the last moment, we are, we are, we are worried. We are, what's going to be, and we won't be able, we be able to, 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 to focus. We'll be bated breath. Now let's see how we put that into the parsha. Parsha Tzav. In Sarachayel says the parsha zu shemerube veinyanim ezehi shi hagdara. If I would describe what this parsha is about, hayav shalomar shi mitaberet amashinimsa betocha mishkan. It's about what's in the Mishkan. Last week was the structure, and this week is the inside, the clothing that was worn, and also what took place in the Mishkan, as we have in the second half of the Parsha, the description of the, of the Begad. Says Rabbi Stein, so skipping a couple of lines. There are two elements that are being described. One what the Mishkan is, to what the Mishkan is supposed to achieve. Those are two separate entities. But as he is going to describe, step one is crucial in bringing step two. And he's going to bring a mushal, and one might be able to even say that the following mushal was created just for understand Parshat Shrumen Tetzavah, as we'll see. Parshas line 14. Parshas ha mishkan chozeres v'nishnes pamim harbe. Hatsivu, yiseder ha'avoda, ha'arkava, putting it together. Ha'piruk, taking it apart. Asiyas adoram b'fowal. Va'oso adavar chozer al asmola yifa. We're basically bored of it already. 
So many details. Why? Hamishkan husug shall kli machshir shetafkidol chaberes haaretz imashamayim. The goal of the Mishkan, step two of the Mishkan, is to create the connection between Am Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. To create an abode where HaKadosh Baruch Hu can kavayachol, rest his presence. In order to achieve such a lofty goal, step one has to be perfect. Down to the last bolt. There can't be any little mishap, any little mistake, anything that's a little too loose or too tight. And there's only one way that we will ever know whether the Mishkan was perfect. And that is when you turn on the engine after everything is put together. You want to know how a car was built? When you turn the key, what happens? And if there's something wrong, it could be anywhere in the process. But it's not going to bring the result that is expected and wanted. Efshar, and here is the line. And this is what he says. And I don't know, after we, we, we see this, this is how we have to look at the Mishkan and all the details. Efshar adamoted b'niyat ha-mishkan l'b'niyat shel sfinat chalal. Think about a spaceship. Think about a spaceship, the years and the decades that goes into building a spaceship. It's so complex. There are thousands, if not tens of thousands, of little pieces. And everything has to be exactly in the right spot. First, every Part has to be made properly. And then every part has to be put in properly. And for every section of the spaceship, there's a team of professionals that have studied in NASA research centers for 35 years. They're all B'Tzalels. Everyone. And they studied, and they're working, and they're perfecting. This one is in computers, and this one is in hardware, and this one is in engines, and this one is in everything. Everybody has their expertise because every part has to be perfect. Call all the specifics. You gather all the raw materials, then you start putting it together. Every time you put one piece together, you test it. Is it tight? Does it fit? Is it exactly how it's supposed to bleed? Skipping down to where it's underlined. And after it's all put together, what do you do? You take it apart again to make sure that it was put together and then you put it back together. Finally, at the end of everything, everything is made, everything is perfect. Now, we press the button. Will there be liftoff? Will this shoot to the heavens? You hit a button. And now is the, is the determining moment. What we've done the past 10 years. Has it been perfect? Has everybody done their job properly? With the perfect intent and 
and placement. And he even quotes a story of satellites, Lefei Shanim, there are a couple of satellites that were sent to Mars, and every day they put in certain types of information and numbers and letters and instructions every day. And there were six people that checked it and four people that over and over and over again. And one day, somebody, there was one number that was missing. And somehow it was missed. And it was a Friday. So they didn't check it again on Shabbos or, on Shabbos or Sunday because in Chutzlaret there are two days of rest. Right? And then finally Monday morning they came in and it was already too late. The satellite was lost. It's there. But what was put into it was a little off. The instructions, the placement was a little off. So the Kli was there, top left. Yesh Kli. It's lost in space. That's the marshal, the spaceship. And now we have the obvious nimshal. We think a mishkan, okay, you build a mishkan, you put a couple of boards together, you put some curtains on top, you have a couple of special kalim. What's the mishkan supposed to achieve? Something even more dramatic than a space shuttle shooting into space. We're supposed to have ashras, ashchina, a fire coming down from heaven. That's the goal. How do we do that? Just pushing things together? No. It's got to be even more meduyak than a spaceship. After putting together and building, you anoint, you smooth, you put this oil on. The Mishkan's got to fly up. We need liftoff. And not until the end, the last moment, do we know if we've done a good job. Not until the avoda is done. Not until you start the process of what takes place in the Mishkan, hoping and yearning and dreaming that this will achieve its its purpose. Mibachina zu. Where is the ultimate? Where is the where where is the moment? Later on in Sefer Vayikra, we don't even have it here. We don't appreciate the whole Shumatitzavakude, it's a build-up. Every detail, every nuance, every little connection. And these curtains and those curtains and the Mishkan, exactly where the Kiya was. The Ram says the Mizbech was Mechuvan B'Yosef by the base of Mintosh, but in the Mishkan too, it had to be exact. And we don't even have it until in the Shiva Simeim Aluva, Yom Hashmini. And what does Chazal say? It's unbelievable. Everybody's waiting. Picture the scene. The entire Jewish people skip down. Go to line 32 for a moment. Yoshev Loam Shalem, 600,000 men, 2 million people. They know what they've done. And now we're just waiting. Is it going to happen? Is it? This is the original Cape Canaveral. Right? The original. They're all there. Is the, Only this way, we're waiting for the fire to come down. Is it going to happen? And what happens? Aaron Akoi does the Avoda. He does it. And what does Moshe Rabbeinu do? What does Chazal say? He put up the Mishkan, he took down the Mishkan. He put up the Mishkan, he took down the Mishkan. Back and forth and back and forth. Why? Because that's what you do with perfection. That's what they do with the space shuttle. 
And that's what we do here. Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, is it perfect? Is it going to work? And finally, at the end, what happens? It doesn't work. There's no fire. And Aaron Akkohen says, is it me? Is it the Egel? Kla Yisrael, imagine the scene. They were all there, all of their hard work, and the Nidavis, and the perfection, and the and the Nidvos, <coughs> all the women that, that wove all of the beautiful garments, and the tapestries, and the and the Maros at Sovos. Everything was put in, and all of a sudden, they wait. Nothing. Line 23. Go back. Aro, Nichnas, Makrev, Shochet. Maybe we did something wrong. Maybe they need something to be fixed. And finally, on the eighth day, they've done it for a week already. Finally, Aaron and Moshe go davin. The moment has been reached. We have liftoff. That's the goal of the Mishkan. So many details. Says Rabbi Steinzal, it gets very boring. But if we were if we were engineers working on a spaceship and we were going through all the minutia details of the screws and the sockets, it wouldn't be boring because we know what the goal is. We know what we're trying to achieve. And if I'm not perfect in this stage, then that, that achievement is, is it's on my shoulders and it's never going to be achieved. Finally, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does have a connection to this world. That's the goal of the Mishkan. And we have to realize this is all a build-up. As we read Truma and Tetzaveh and Vayakel and Pekudei, <coughs> the, the ultimate pinnacle only comes later on in Sefer Vayikra. But this is how we have to view everything that is, that is done. And then he just adds that the, in the second half, turning the page for a moment. Unless we think, okay, that's the Mishkan. But what about the Begadim? We have to have so many details at our parsha, the Big Kahuna and the threads. He continues with the mashal. He says, imagine the ones who make the astronaut suits. They miss a little thread. They, they weave it in a certain way. They leave a, a tiny millimeter space when they're not supposed to. That person will not live more than a few seconds. When we have the big day kahuna, and we know Hazar Hakarev Yumas, if somebody goes in without the big day kahuna, without the proper big day kahuna, we're making the astronaut suits in this week's parsha. Every detail is crucially important. Every part of the suit. Kishatofim Stam Beged, he says on line 13. Okay, a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left. The hem is not so perfect. It's okay, we'll deal with it. It's not even, oh, I think it's a nice marshal. He says, I think that's, that's pshuto shalab sukim. It's like a child who wants to be an electrician. You can play around, but once the once the electricity is turned on, once the zerim is throwing, Rahman al-Islan, you get a shock. Right? When we go in, when a Kurdish whose presence starts coming down, 
sees, oh, you put this into the socket. Every beged is part of his uniform, is part of his suit. And if he goes in when he's not supposed to, if you enter the atmosphere at the wrong angle, at the wrong moment, in the wrong season, finished. Going into that atmosphere, going into the Heichal, going into the Kodesh Kadashim. Why do we have these things? Maybe these are in the Bria to help us understand. Parshas Shrumat, the Tzavah Kizivah Realize details aren't just details, but they are all to achieve the results. Step one, the structure. Step two, the result. The result will only be achieved if the structure is perfect, down to every little detail. That's Shrumat, the Tzavah, as we work through the details to achieve the result. Okay, that's just an overall thought relating to these partios. And again, it's a thought that one can say over any of four parshios. So when you have the separate separate weeks, it's, it's, a, it's a good vartar for four weeks. You can say it also shmini when it actually happens. So it's a, even more. Very useful. Good, we continue now. First pasik, v'yata titzaveh es b'nei Yisrael. You, Moshe, right, Moshe is not mentioned, the Balaturim points out, the only parsha from here on in, that Moshe Rabbeinu is not mentioned as a fulfillment, says the Balaturim, of Moshe Rabbeinu's request to be blotted out from the Torah. Mecheni na misifracha, the Bali Machshava point out that misifracha, misifracha, from the 20th Parsha, that's Tetzave, misifracha, 20th Parsha in the, in the Torah, that's why this is chosen. There are other connections as well. But Fiatat Tetzave, the Archaim HaKadosh has an additional level of understanding of Tetzave. Source number three. It's not the, it's not the Pashas of the Pasuk. Right? means command. But Sevet has another understanding. Another meaning. As it says in the Zohar, the Orachayim HaKadosh quotes. Right? We even know it in, on, keeping in the space, Mashalim. On an airplane, you have Sevet, the staff. Right or anywhere, any any uh, any office, you have the tsevet. What is tsevet? Savta. Savta is a friend. Ki kol talmid says Arachayim Hakadosh. Ki kol talmid chacham yeshlo nitzotz minishmas Moshe Rabbeinu. Every talmid chacham in history says the Zohar is connected to the neshama of Moshe Rabbeinu. Has a spark from Moshe Rabbeinu. Every leader who's a Rabbeinu in their generation has a spark of Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's why beautifully he says, sometimes you find in the Gemara, they call each other Moshe. Moshe! When they want to compliment, when they want to say, how can you say this, Moshe? And he quotes the Gemara, we had in Dafyomi a couple of weeks ago. Why are they calling each other Moshe? Because it's the Moshe in you. Everyone has, like the Ramam says, everybody can be as great as Moshe Rabbeinu. Everybody has that Nakuda, has that connection to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe is the ultimate teacher, so anyone who teaches Torah throughout generations connects back to Moshe. 
V'hu amro, maybe, says the Arachayim HaKadosh, this is a deeper understanding of the Atah Titzaveh, Es B'nei Yisrael. You will accompany, you will be Tzavta, you will be with B'nei Yisrael. Al Derech Amro, like the Pasuk and Tehillim says, Ki Malachav Yitzavelach. What does that possibly mean? Yitzavelach. They'll be with you. They'll accompany you. The Malachim will accompany. Moshe, you'll accompany. Shehu Hashem Tzavta, Tzivui, Livui, Le'ish Yisrael HaNechbadim. V'kvar Yadata, Ki Ein Chashivas, Ela Ba'amsos, Esek Batora, Uvachar Hashem Lermos, He did it with the Shemen, because the Shemen of the Menorah symbolizes Torah. That's why it's every leader that teaches Torah later in the generations. The Archaim says, V'yatat Tzavah has a connection to Moshe Rabbeinu. Building on this thought, says Rav Mordechai Elio, the Devei Mordechai, the Arachayim HaKadosh talks about the Moshe Rabbeinu element, but he says, I'd just like to focus on that last line of the Arachayim HaKadosh. Ki malachavi tzavalach. We have malachim with us constantly. The Shulchan Aruch even describes, we don't do this bizman azeh, but it used to be a special <coughs> bakasha that when one went to the bathroom, they said, spoke to the Malachim, I'll be right out, I just got to be human for a couple of minutes, came out, thank you for waiting for me, we only talk to Malachim once a week, right, Friday night. But says the Divrei Mordechai, Mordechai Leo, line 6, There are two types of Malachim. The Malachim, the famous Malachim. The ones that we say Shalom Aleichem to. Malachim that come every once in a while. The Yesh HaMalachim beget their Mevakrim B'Shotrim. The Hei Mevakrim beget their Mevakrim B'Shotrim. They visit. Ach Yesh Malachim HaMalavim Es HaAdam Miyom Higiyo L'Mitzvos Fad Mea V'Esrim Shana. But then there are those that stay with us throughout our lives. Shaharei Kol Mitzvah Sha'adam Ose Nivra Malach V'chom Hidibar Shal Torah Nivra Malach we are constantly creating. Vizehu, skip two lines. The Rachayim says, Moshe, you'll be with everybody. You'll have tzavta, you'll have angels with you. And they'll be with you consistently. Right? Lahalos near Tamid. They'll constantly bring up your candle. They'll light you on fire. Not only does every great leader, says the Arachai Makadish based on the Zohar, have a connection to Moshe Rabbeinu, but we have divine protection, the Tzavta, with the angels that HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows to be with us. One might even say that the word mitzvah, right, the tzavah, every mitzvah brings Tzavta, brings a special connection with the divine and with the Malachi Hasharis. Okay, moving right along. So let's speak about some of these begadim that this parsha is about. First, let's focus on the, we'll talk about two of them. First, we'll have a couple of thoughts related to the tzitz. The tzitz, tzitz is not a beged that is clearly defined in the Torah. There is a major machlokas. What and how was written on the tzitz? What was written on the tzitz and how it was written? That we shown him. Beginning of Masechah Sukkah. Describe what was written on the tzitz. Kodesh Lashem. How was it written? You can't put anything above Hashem. So maybe Kodesh Lit is on the bottom line and Hashem is on the top line. 
But does that make sense? Maybe Koda is written diagonally, all different Pshatim. Rashi, Tosus, the Rashash, there in the beginning of Masech Sukkah. What did it look like? But what did the Torah say about the tzitz? Perech Chafches, Pasik, Lamidvav. Chafches, Lamidvav. Va'asisa tzitz zahav tahor. Make a tzitz. Ukulis says, tzitza. Zahav tahor, gold. Ufitachta ala pituchei chosam kodesh lashem. You shall carve out on it certain types of writing. Kodesh lashem. Vesamta otop till tcheles. Put it with tcheles. Vayla mitznefes. It'll put it beyond the mitznefes. The Kohen Gadol has a hat and has tefillin and has a tzitz. The tefillin are above the tzitz as we have mentioned. That there are tefillin. Rav Salvechik used to say, you walk into a room, you see a tefillin on the floor, and you see the tits on the floor. The tits are the Kohen Gadol. What do you pick up first? You pick up your tefillin first. Our tefillin! Tavshanai and Gimel has more Kedusha than the tits of the Kohen Gadol. It only has one shame, Hashem. Our tefillin has many shameless of Hashem. And the tefillin goes above, Hayal Meitzach Aaron, it'll be on the Meitzach, the far head of Aaron. Question. Where does the word tits come from? What does it mean? Tits. Choshen, we know what it means. It from, comes from the metal. Choshen, or Choshen HaMishpat, or, or, or not even metal, just other ways. I should take that back. But there's Aphod. Aphod is an apron. Um, others, a me'il. What does the word sits mean? What, what does it come from? So if you look in the Unkelis, tzitza. What is that? What does that conjure up? Tzitz. Tzitz. What's the connection between tzitz and tzitz? What's the same word? Says the Ksava Kabbalah. If you want to know about a word, you look in the Sava Kabbalah. Says the Sava Kabbalah, shame sits. He doesn't connect it to tzitzis, but his thought connects to tzitzis. Shame sits nigzar min meitzitz min hacharakim. Lahatzitz is to gaze, to view, to look, to scrutinize, to look closely. Meitzitz min hacharakim. Hashem looks through the cracks. Asher yoreh al atzimas ayin b'miksas. Close the eyes a little bit. Kadei liros hadavar heitev to see the the the, the thing in a proper way. Atzlo nitzar hiskalos ha'ayin rab b'miksas. Open a little bit because I'm focusing on what's in front of me. So who's looking? That's it. He's gazing. Who's looking at who? See, he says it's one of two meanings. And maybe they're both right. Number one, shahakol mistaklin ba. They're all looking at the Kohen Gadol. Everyone's inspired by the Kohen Gadol. Right? We're, he is our representative. He brings us kapara, just having the tits on his forehead. So on the one hand, who's the mates? It's Klai Yisrael looking at the Kohen Gadol. But on the other hand, it's also the Kohen Gadol looking. It's not on a physical viewing. Rock. Be focused on what you look at. Look in the spiritual sense. What am I focusing on? What am I? What is my mind's eye? Looking at Shalo Yasiach Daito Lishum Dabar Baolam Kiim Ludvarim Kdoshim Elokiim. So says that it says the Haksava Kabbalah, right? The Tzitz Eliezer is named after the Tzitz, right? Eliezer Waldenberg Tzitz Eliezer. Same the Tzitz. That's where it comes from. 
It's the Kohen Gadol being looked at and doing the looking. He doesn't quote it, but tzitzis, ureisem also. We're supposed to see the tzitzis. It's supposed to lead us to the Kisei HaKavod. Exactly the same idea. Vasulam said, where did tzitzis come from? Tzitzis. Tzitzis are also related to Re'iyah. One idea about the tzitz. A second idea about the tzitz, and that is from Rev. Sarotskit. Very interesting thought that I didn't see in other places, but once you say it, once we see it, we see how it fits in. It says by the tzitz, as we just said, Kodesh Lashem, Bahaya al Meitzach Aaron, it'll be on his forehead, Venasa Aaron as Avona Kodashim, Aaron will carry the sin of the Kodesh, Rashi Yakdishu, Bene Yisrael, Chomanus Kodeshim, and it'll be on his Meitzach Tamid. Says the Azayan Latorah, let's look back for a moment to the Choshen. Look back to the Choshen. What's the purpose of the Choshen? And where is the Choshen placed? Says the Tzitzeliezer, says the Znaim LaTorah, the Choshen sits on the chest of Aaron HaKohen. V'avanim t'yen al-shmos b'nei Yisrael, v'shem esri al-shmosam, t'yen al-shem asar shavet, v'chulu, v'yasid al-choshen sheish nabos zahav, just find the Pasuk, v'yerkatu as ha-choshen, you weave it in, the Choshen cannot leave, v'nasa, Pasuk Chavtes, Venasa Aaron Ashmos Bene Yisrael Bachoshan and Mishpat Al Libo. Bibo Oala Kodesh Lizi Karon. Lefneashem Tamid. The Choshen is on Aaron's heart and it's Lizi Karon. The tzitz is on Aaron's forehead. What does that remind us of? What does that remind us of? On one's head, on one's heart. We don't have to think too deeply. We, don't, we just don't think about it. But if we take a moment to think about it, says the Azayim says Torah, we have some royal filling. The tzitz and the choshen are exactly parallel to the tzitz and rosh and the tzitz and shayad. The choshen is on the heart. Of Aaron. The Tvil and Shalyad is connected our heart. As we say in the Hinnani, before we put on Tvilin, it's one of the most beautiful Tvilas that one could find. We're just usually in a rush when we say it. But it's really one of the most beautiful tefillahs that we say before we daven, before we put tefillin on. Nimsa, Shakohen agadol meachav, mishunem mikolish Yisrael. Sheminichim ragzugechad shal tefillin. We only wear one pair of tefillin. Ratzaloma, what does that mean we wear one pair of tefillin? Osim raktachbula achat. L'shabedet alei v'hamoch l'avodat Hashem. We have one strategy. In order to achieve perfection in our hearts and in our minds, we have one mechanism. We have one cleat to help us, and the Kohen Gadol has two. He has two mishabdim of the heart and of the mind, and the question is why? Why does the Kohen Gadol need two? Right? One is not enough. There's place on the head to put two tefillins, but he has the tefillin and the tzitz. So two answers he gives. Vinira li la seis la zeshte tamim. 
two ideas. Number one, says the Azayin Torah, a similar question is asked, and we're going to give the similar answer, as to the Melech, having the Chiyav Torah have two Sifrei Torah. Every Jew, mitzvah number 613, mitzvah number Taryag is the mitzvah for every single Jew to write a Sefer Torah. But as we know, the Melech, two Sifrei Torah. Two Sifrei Torah, one that stays in Beis Genazov, one that stays in his, in his treasure house, and one that he takes with him wherever he goes. So why does the Melech, ask the Ran and the Drushes, why does the Melech need, need two Svarim? Same issue. Why does the Kohen Gadol need two, Kohen Gadol need two Tefillins? First answer is that it's challenging. He is the representative for all of Klai Yisrael. He's the man. He's going to achieve everything. He walks around in these wonderful garbs. There's a danger. There's more of a danger by the Kohen Gadol, more than anyone else, that it literally might go to his head from what's on his head. He has to do whatever he can, like wearing two tefillins. To remove, to divorce the gaiva. Just like a melech, a different halach of a melech. We bow, a regular Jew has to bow down only a couple of times in the middle of Shmon Asrei. Right, a few times. Twice at the beginning, a couple of times towards the end of Shmon Asrei. That's it. You're not allowed to bow down more than that. A melech, Kohen Gadol, different halachas. Shekol adam korea betfilas orak betchilas v'sof bracha achas. V'chein beberchas haudah, v'rishon. V'day bazeh, l'fnei ribon ha'olamim. Aval ha-melech, kivin shekaraz shuvei nozokev. The melech goes down, he stays down. Doesn't come up. The whole Shmon Asrei. The Kohen Gadol, Korea, Betchilas, Kol Bracha. The Kohen Gadol, every Bracha. Why the Melech, the Kohen Gadol? They need to be Machniah themselves more. Because there's a greater danger by who they are. Ain't Som Chanalanes. You can have the greatest Sadik in the world. But we need to take precautions in order to make sure that it doesn't go to our head. The greater Misra, the greater position we are in, the more tachbulos we must put into place in order to protect ourselves. Number one, extra protection. Number two, a second idea. And this is where it connects the Sefer Torah. I mentioned it too early. Kolish, next, next column. Kolish be Yisrael chayav lithovatsmo Sefer Torah. Vahamelech be'i Sefer Torah. Lama. Why? So one answer is that he needs more protection. That's what the Ron said about Amelech. He's going to give a different shot. Mipnei line 7. She'emunas b'nei Yisrael tuluya b'harbei b'malkam. Shem hu oseh hayashar b'nei Hashem af Yisrael kein. The Melech, the king, is a role model, is a figure that the nation copies. The chas v'shalom lahefech, in either direction. And the two sifrei Torah tell a king, you are acting not just for yourself, but for all those around you. That's why you have two Torahs. You are yourself, and you are a leader for the Jewish people. You have two Torahs, because you live private and public. And that's the message. Two Tefillins, because the Kohen Gadol as well, for himself 
and for others. They come to the base Hamigdash to be inspired. They bring their Maestro Shani to gain Yerat Shamayim, as the Pasuk says in Sefer Dvarim. Kodesh Lashem. The Kohen Gadol has to live not only for himself, every Jew does, but the people who are in positions like the Kohen Gadol, like the Melech, they have an added obligation to not only be worried about themselves, but be worried about all of Klal Yisrael, all of their brethren, and that's why they need, that's why they need to. Hazayim LaTorah, two tefillas, just the Ha'ara, is an amazing Ha'ara, two different ideas. I give you the next piece, which we're not going to read inside, where he talks about, and it's also the order. The Choshen comes before the Tzitz, because first is, Ukshartam Laos Al Yadecha, First comes to be Meshavid the heart. And then comes to be Meshavid the mind. In that order. You can never have a pihalacha. You can never have the Tfil and Shalroshan without the Tfil and Shalyadan. That's why the Tfil and Shalrosh goes on second and comes off goes on second and comes off first. Because first comes our hearts, our emotions, and then comes our mind. It's a thought, I think I mentioned it in the past from Rabbi Khanan. On the first page of Kovitz Mamarim. The first page of Achana Wasserman asked the question, is Emuna logical? Believing in God, is it logical? If you, the farmer in Idaho, when he goes up to Shemayim, Achamev Esrim Shana, he was an atheist, and he goes up to Shemayim, and touches one year, is he going to be held accountable? He was never taught. Says Rabbi Achana, yes. He's going to be held accountable. Ah, Tino Shanishba. Right, he was there, he doesn't know. Says Rabbi Hanan, how could you not believe? Just look around. Open up your eyes. Look at the world. Look at the cosmos. Look at how everything connects. The Rambam says in Maranavuchim, look at the human eye. How all the lenses work together. What? It just, there's no God. Rabbi Hanan says, it's obvious. So why do so many people not? Says Rabbi Hanan, because this message they didn't first have They just went straight to If we go straight to the intellect without first perfecting our emotions, our taivas, so then our taivas will misguide and cause our intellect to go off and be crooked. If we want to think straight, yashar, then we first have to have the heart the emotions and the taiva, and then once that is in control, then we can be objective. Says, Dazayim Torah. that's Tfilin, that's the Choshen before the Sitz, and that's the Rebel Chanan. First comes, Uchatam Osayadecha, and then Baholototavos Beninecha. That's what he says at the end, Uchshadam Rasin is Taivosav. If a person reigns in their taivas, Azmehanakelo Lishabed, Mocho Lahamin Vashem, Alachshom Achshavos Kedoshos. That's why Rahman al-Islam is very dangerous for somebody to go and study theology and different Emuna questions without being first grounded very strongly in the Shibud HaLev. If somebody's really looking, right? First comes Enkelokenu, and then comes Mikelokenu. First we're strong with our Enkelokenu. And then to deepen that, we have Mikelokenu. Okay. One more thought on the sits. One more thought on the tzitz, then a little bit on the me'il, and then we'll have to branch out. Says the Ksav Sofer, quoting his father, the Chassam Sofer. 
The Gemara tells us in Masech Zvachim that every one of, each one of the Begadim is Machaper for a different Avera. Different Avera. The Tzitz is Machaper, see the second line in source number seven, the Tzitz is Machaper for Azus Panim, brazenness. Azus. The Tzitz is Machaper when we were overly brazen, overly, you know, too much in ourselves. And that's what the Tzitz is Machaper for. Tzitz Marat al Azus Panim. Says the Ksav Sofer, the name of his father. Sometimes Azus, though it's not really a, an inherent Jewish trait, Jewish trait, you need a little Azus. We have to be brazen to the Yitzhahara. We have to get out of bed in the morning. I'm not taking this from you. I'm getting out of bed. I'm going to Davin. That's what the Tzitz. The Tzitz is Bechaper for Azus. Azus has to be in a vacuum. Only L'Shem Shemayim. Only Kodesh L'Shem. That's the only time where Azus is appropriate. And now the Ksav Sofer goes. Three steps. First we have the Ksav Sofer. The Pshat of the Azus and the Kodesh L'Shem. It has to be channeled. Then the Ksav Sofer says, based on my father's understanding, I can give Pshat in the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos. The Mishnah in Pirkei Avos tells us, have az, I'm sorry, az panim legehenim, line five. Somebody who is brazen has gehenim ahead of him. Az panim legehenim. The end of that Mishnah says, If anybody has ever learned Pirkei Avos, you get to that Mishnah, you're like, what is this doing here? Middle of Pirkei Avos. You know, it's like ending of a, of a, of a drush at a simcha. Right? So, what are they doing there? As panim legehenim, says the Ksav Sofer, because we try to have as panim in a Kodesh Lashem way, but you know what? Sometimes we might go overboard. Sometimes we might not be so perfect in our balance. So, as panim legehenim, you know what? If we go overboard, legehenim, so you know what? We just need that sits back. We need the tzitz, that's mechaper, on Azaz Tanim, which is inappropriate. Az Tanim Legehenim, Yihiratzon Shei, Bana Beis HaMikdash, from here of Yemenu. Give us the Beis HaMikdash, give us the tzitz back, which will help us perfect our Az Tanim. That's the Hemshech of the Mishnah. Lachein Zeh Derech Misukan, second to last line. Ubizban Shei Beis HaMikdash Kayim, Ayah Tzitz Meratzal Azus, Shalol Hashem Shamayim. Lachein Tzieim, that's why it says, Yihiratzon Shei, Bana Beis HaMikdash, and just expanding upon this, we have a three-step fart. We have the Chassam Sofer, Kodesh Lashem, we have the Ksav Sofer, the Mishnah Pirkei Avos, and then we have a story to go along with it, from the Otsu HaTorah. Quote the story from the Kesef Nivchar, Sefer, related to the idea that everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us, every Midah, if it's used properly, it's amazing and unbelievable and wonderful. If we misuse it, if we have Azus, if we have Zrizus to the wrong things, if we have Atlas, we should be very lazy when it comes to Averus. We should be very lazy. And we should be tremendously Zrizus the other way. See, quotes a story. Asher Echa Nase Merkafto, there was a tremendously rich person who once took a trip. Lamaka Merchakim Gimel Yama the Gimel He traveled three days, three nights. Went far away, his wagon driver took him. 
after the long drive, Yarim and Markava, he goes, he goes, there's a store there. There's a store after this long journey, three days and three nights without stopping, the horses are taking a rest. He goes into a store, comes out of the store, a few minutes later, he comes out, it was a pet shop. He comes down with a little bird cage, with a little bird in the bird cage, little bird, and he says, okay, let's go home. Wagon driver says, okay. And the wagon driver wonders. Six days back and forth. You don't even spend the night. You don't even go uh, take a rest. You go, you buy this bird, you come back. What is it? Call that word, Sibar Koktana. And he asks the Ashir, he says, I don't understand. You're a rich guy. You're a smart guy. What was this? Analoha Ashir. The Ashir says, you don't understand. This bird, Zamir Shema. This is the Zamir bird. As if it's enough just to mention the bird's name. This is the Zamir bird. And the Aglon still says, I still don't understand. He says, how much did it cost? And he says, 500 dinar. So the Aglon, the wagon driver, says to him, so I don't understand. Three days in one direction, three days back, he got off, he got this tiny little bird, he spent 500 dinar on it. There's got to be something magical about this bird. This bird must, must bring Ganeda. It must be that, that you take this bird and, and it gives you ecstasy, and it gives you, uh, all your dreams are fulfilled. He comes home to his wife and says, I, I got to tell you something. I went three days. I drove, you know, Mr. Rich Guy, and I drove him. He bought a bird. He came back. He spent 500 dinar on the bird. He brought it back. He says, It must be that when you cook this bird, you taste Gan Eden. It must be that it's a Gan Eden. This must be a Gan Eden bird. It must be. So he says, you know what? It's... It's about time that we, we got a little Ganadin too. We deserve it, honey. So what happens? No, we have 300 dinars saved up, our life savings. Let's borrow another 200. We'll go. I'll travel. I'll go. I'll buy it. I'll see if there's another bird like that. I'll bring it back. We'll, have, we'll at least taste Ganadin for a little bit. Once in our life. She's like, okay. So they borrowed 200, 200 dinar. He did. He traveled three days and three nights without stopping. And he bought. He went into the same store. He got the same bird. And when a Zamir bird, he said, he comes back and he, he is so excited. He comes back to his wife and he says, okay, honey, here we go. You know what? Onions, potatoes. Take half the bird. Let's say, take only half the bird. He says, half? He says, let's, let's feel like, like, like aristocrats twice, two days. I don't, want, I don't want to use it up so quickly. I don't want to use it up. So she did. They set the table like it was Shabbos. And they sit down. And they each give themselves a plate of food. And they each eat their whole plate. Nothing. Nothing. And they look at each other and they said, I don't understand. What happened? And he says, oh, maybe it's got to be plain. Maybe, no, no onions, no potato, no, no, tomorrow night, let's try it again, but maybe, maybe it's as natural spices, and we ruin them, with all, everything that we put in, so tomorrow, we'll do it again, so the same day, the next day, they were, okay, this is going to be it, this is going to be good, this is going to be besimcha, and they went, and they cooked the other half of the bird, no onions, not, 
and they ate it. Nothing. Again, what's going on here? 500, where's my Ganeiden? Where is everything? He says, oh, I bang. So I was getting depressed. And he quickly runs to the rich man and he knocks on the door. He says, Mr. Rich Man, I understand. You told me this was an unbelievable bird. You spent 500 dinner on it. Three days, three nights. I did the same thing as you. And I, and, and I cooked it. And I didn't taste anything. I didn't taste it. Where's my Ghanai then? Maybe, did we not prepare it properly? Maybe we forgot a spice? Says the rich man. Turning over the page. You're a fool. Siparzu ain't This is a singing bird. This is not an eating bird. This bird gives you olam haba when you listen to its singing. It's a zamir. That's the bird. You had a tremendous treasure and you misused it. And you ruined it. And you killed it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us so many kochos. He gives us rizus. And he gives us atzlos. And he gives us this. And he gives us that. And he gives us abilities to concentrate on certain things. And it's up to us. Do we use our kochos to create the singing bird or to cook the singing bird? Do we use it properly for what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave it to us for? That's the question. And that's the Azus that the Chassam Sofer was talking about. Have az kanomer, the Azus Panim that we have to be so careful about. Okay, one more thought related to the Parsha, then we'll talk in Yoni Pur. I just got a new Sefer. So it was recommended to me. I got it. I've seen it before, but somebody told me about it in Vaharevna. Vaharevna is a set. Rav Zilberstein has a number of sets of Sfarim now. Olenol Shabayach. Is a, is a set of Sfarim that he has many stories and halachas related to uh, the parsha and Chashukei Chemed is a sefer on, on Chumash of Zilberstein. Baharevna has one, like three questions in every parsha. Somebody told me they started using it at their Shabbos table before the soup. They ask the question. Everybody talks about it a little bit later during the meal. They give the answer. Okay, so first week I got to ask one of the questions. So sometimes it's somewhat tangentially related, but either way, it's a question. So he quotes there in the Vaharevna on the Pasuk by the Me'il. First he quotes an Alshech HaKadosh. The Alshech says, related to the Me'il, the Me'il, the Gemara says, is Mechaper on Lashon Hara. The Me'il was the long coat made out of pure Tchelos. That's a lot of snails. Right? Pure Tchelos, the entire, <coughs> the entire room that goes all the way down. The entire Me'il. It's Mechaper on Lashon Hara. Says the Al Shech Hakadosh in the beginning of source number ten. He says Aphod is gematria peh. Okay, mechaber al lashon hara. But he says if you look in the psukim describing the Aphod, there's even hints to how we're supposed to act in order to control our ratzon to say lashon hara. Safa lefiv saviv. There should be a border on your mouth going around. Literally, it means around the collar of the meil. There should be a border around one's mouth. Shim If a person says something to me, you'll blow I shouldn't say anything. I shouldn't even tell other people about it. We should be Masa oreg lo Don't rip it open. Hayipi rosho 
Right? It should be inside. All the different, uh, that's the Al-Sheikh HaKadosh. Related to this idea of controlling myself if I am wronged. He has the following question. Yom Echad Mesaper HaShoel, and these are all questions that he was asked. Ruvain made Shimon very upset. Ruvain wronged Shimon in a very serious way. Shimon was very angry at Ruvain. And he's going to sleep that night and before Kriya Shema Lamita. He called up Rabbi Zilberstein. I can't say this. I'm not Mokhalim. Maybe in a couple of days. Maybe in a couple of weeks. But I can't be Mokhalim right now. Can I say this to Vila? Can I say Chutzmi Menu? Chutzmi Shlaimelo? Can I leave him out? I'm Mokhalim everybody except for you. I'll, say, I'll be mochel everybody in the world. I just can't be mochel him right now. Or should I just say it and I'll be a chakran? Right, so that's the, that's the question. Me'il related. Can you say it? So he says, again, it goes back and forth. He gives a couple of shatim. He says, you can't say it. He says, you can't say it. First of all, try beforehand. Try, but... Right, after all, you know the Gemara in Shabbos, top of the next page. The Gemara says in Shabbos, coming up in Dafyomi next week, anybody who is punished on account of me, Hashem's not so happy with me. Be him. You know, I'll take care of him, don't worry. But it doesn't have to come on account of you. If you're in pain, then he's going to get more because you're in pain. So, we have to try. But he ends up saying... You're allowed to say it. Try your best. Maybe also the more you say it. But he says, Dvarm Dvarm. Say the words, Mochel. And inside, even if there's somebody that one is not Mochel, we try our best, but you can still say the tefillah. And then he just quotes a story in the bottom. In the footnotes, in source number twelve, I didn't give you the whole piece, but he quotes a story. Again, there was a man who somebody wronged very much. And Lachar Kamayamim, Shalakla Oto Ruvain wronged Shimon. Ruvain sends Shimon a little petek. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. And Shimon is very upset. He's not, not interested. He wants to rip up the petek. He wants to rip it up. I'm not interested in Ruvain's slicha. And his wife says, well, wait a minute. Give me the petek. Just give me the petek. Okay, she takes the petek. Okay, she puts it somewhere. That night, the man goes to Meyerib. He takes out his sitter. And he opens it up. And he gets up to Slachlanu Avinu Kichatanu. And his wife put the petek. Right by Slachlanu Avinu Kichatanu. Kodesh Baruch Hu, please be mochel me for what I've done. That wife had been a Yaseira. We have to realize, we also wrong. We're also on the active list. But that's the Harevna. Okay. We don't have time right now. I gave you Rav Moshe. I thought we had done it before. I just want to say the last two points, but maybe we'll do this next year. Feel free, but this doesn't count that we did it this year, because we're not going to say it aloud, but feel free to do it. Rav Moshe has an amazing drasha. In the back of the drash Moshe, there are all these long drushes that generally we don't look at. It was pointed out to me, one of the drushes, drasha Chavav, talks about the Dalat Parshius. The process of the Dalat Parshius. Feel free to look there. We're going to focus, though, on two quick thoughts in Yoni Purim. Do the other Yoni Purim. First, a thought from the Vilna Gaon. Vilna Gaon, we have a couple of Michelin tonight. Started off with uh, spaceships, 
got down to, uh, to the rich and the poor, and now the Vilna go. The Gemara says, the in famous Gemara, Esther min ha-Torah minayin, Surah 16. Where's the remnants for Esther in the Torah? Shedichsiv v'anochi haster astir panai bayamahu. I will hide my face. Haster astir, ask the Gra. Question that many ask. Out of all the personalities in Navi, or in Suvim, why does the Gemara only ask about specific ones? Haman minator minayin, Esther minator minayin, Mordechai, Marjor. Why Dafka? He's focusing on Esther. Why Dafka Esther? And the, and the answer, Banochi Haster Astir. Says the Gra, line 6. Eretz Yisrael Kudushasa Gedola Kolkach, Shahanesa Misrachish, Beretz Yisrael Ebo Kolkach Kiddish. Nisan miracles in the Holy Land. They're on a different level than miracles in Chutzlar. Right? That's one of the reasons the Gemara says we don't say Hallel on Purim, because it was a Nisan Chutzlaretz. And the Nisan Eretz Yisrael, that reflects intense divine providence. But on the other hand, says the Gra, a nascent Eretz Yisrael is God's land. So we hope and trust and realize that living in this country is miraculous. But is God connected to every Jew in Gullus? says the Gra. That's the question of the Gemara. Esther Minator Minayin. What's the question? How do we know that even Bisman Hester Punim Bisman, that there's such darkness. How do we know that? That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is deeply involved and one might even say, even in Eretz Yisrael, during Esther Panim. Anochi Aster Aster. It's a Pasuk in Chomish. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us throughout Hester Panim. Every so often Hashem shows Himself. We just have to have our eyes open. And the Grog gives the Mashal of the king who loves his son very much, but the son, this is how many Mishalom start off, and the son did something wrong against the king and the king threw him out. Okay, he sent him to the forest. But the king was very nervous what was going to happen to the son. Maybe he will get hurt because there are highest rows for listim. So this king sent Shomrim, go and hide in the forest all around my son. But don't let him see who you are and just protect him. Okay? Shotet ben Amelech v'yar toev esfach, line 21, the prince starts walking around and he's very upset that the, the king is angry at him and all of a sudden this big bear jumps out into the clearing. It's a ferocious bear and the bear is about to, to, to pounce and all of a sudden these, these men jump out of the forest, tackle the bear, get rid of the bear, shoot it, boop, finish, and they're gone. What happened? I have no idea what happened. He, he, he couldn't, he, he didn't even register what happened. But he continues on. And then, a couple of days later, another, he's about to go take a drink of water, and all of a sudden he sees a lion walking towards him. And again, he can't move, he's staring, and the same thing, all of a sudden, a chayal, a soldier, something on his shoulder, jumps out of the side, runs, gets the lion. A couple nights later, there's a bunch of bandits that he hears outside his tent. They come and they're tackled and all of a sudden the son realizes it's my father. My father's behind us. My father's still protecting me. He threw me out. It's hidden. But my father still protects me. He doesn't let me, doesn't let me disappear. He doesn't let me. Ad Kalei says the Grah. HaKadosh Baruch threw us out. 
We were choti against the king. Every so often throughout our history, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us certain nisim, nationally, personally, that makes us remember, oh yeah, oh yeah, my father still loves me. My father still cares about me. Yes, he threw me out, but he sent guards. He sent guards. Shomrim. Shomrim kalayom He sent guards. That's the Gemara. Esther menator And finally, just to end off, it's halachic, it's hashkafic, but the message is very important. All the different shatim. What exactly does that mean? Says the Gemara in Erevin. Again, these are both quoted in the Sefer Elohim Moadai, which is from the same set of the Karasal Shabbos Onik. The Gemara says in the name of Rabbi Loi, Pishloshe Dvarim Adam Nikar. There are three aspects. There are three elements in which a person is recognizable. Bekoso, Bekiso, and Bekaso. How he drinks, what he does with his money, Bekiso, his pocketbook, or Bekaso, and does he lose control, and how he acts when he's angry. Bekoso, Bekiso, and Bekaso. Okay, what does Rashi say in Erevin? What does he mean, Bekoso? If his das is miyushav on him when he drinks, if he's still focused. Beautiful mashal. Biyam of Shalakesar, France. Yosef. Okay, there was a certain Caesar. There was a certain drunkard that was walking around the, the town. It was very late at night. He can't walk straight. He leans on something. Right, he's... He's totally shikor. Shoter shechalap makom. There was a policeman that came, a shoter that came, and he thinks that the person is faking who mitchazel shikor. What he's really trying to do is to like, he like, she's swaying, it's going, not falling on this person's door. He wants to see if the door is open because he might go in to steal something. And he keeps going back and forth and he says to him, stop, stop, stand up straight. And he tries, and he, and he can't. Hashikar hosiflus not nade, vihilak mefutzalto. He falls. Chazar shadavit sa'ak. And he says, in the name of the Caesar, I command you to stop and stand up straight, or else you're getting thrown in jail. And the shikar can't. He can't stand up straight. He's lost. He's falling. And he gets thrown into jail. The next morning, the hangover is finished. And he realizes what happened and he, he's told the story and he goes in front of the judge and he says, it's not fair. It's not fair. You know, I was totally drunk. What were they supposed to do? The judge turns to the policeman and says, and what do you say? Why do you put him in jail? The shoter says, I don't care how drunk he is. When I say the Caesar's name, he's got to stand up straight. When you hear the Caesar, it doesn't matter what. All the effects have to be gone, and you got to stand up straight. What does Rashi say? Indaito miyusheves alav b'yeno. However, one fulfills this mitzvah, and remember, it is impossible for Chazal to institute a mitzvah that brings chil Hashem. It's impossible that they instituted that, and we all have to fulfill it. However, one we ask our rabbim to fulfill it. But every state that we're in, and we have to take precautions to make sure when we hear 
The Caesar's name calls. Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid. We have to be in control. We have to stand up straight. We have to remember what the goal is. We always have to be focused on that goal. And everything that we do on this wonderful Yantif of Purim has to be gaining towards that goal. Realizing that Kaddish Baruch Hu behind the scenes, as he has been, Esther Menatora Minayin, Oishrobi Zochet, Purim is the beginning of the Gula. Benisanad Liga, Purim. Megillah is not just a, a praise, but it's a tefillah that Hashem should do it again. Right? In two weeks, Benisanad Ligayal. Hashem, we should be Zochet to fulfill it in the proper way. And as we head through Adar, Mishnefaz Adar Marba Besimcha, we are Zoche, Ain Simcha El Torah, and appreciate everything that Akadish Baruch Hu gives us. Okay, we'll stop here, but next week we get back, hopefully, to Wednesday.